Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. And now, live on 670 The Score and the Odyssey app, it's Gabe Ramirez. That's a magic number. Morell going to third. He will slide. He's got a triple. It is Gabe Ramirez right here on 670 The Score, hanging out with you guys up until 715 today. Deep Paul playing some basketball. You guys got to stick around for that. Of course, Zach Zayman, Dave Corzine with the call. Got you guys uh, leading right up to that. Uh, but in the meantime, of course, we start our, my 6 o'clock show the way we always do with the trifecta. These are the top three stories that, are, that have been living rent-free in my brain all day long, and I finally get an opportunity to talk about it. So, Leo, let's go ahead and kick this thing off. Number three. Number three got to be the LeBron James breaks the record, right? I mean, it is written into my contract that I will not talk about LeBron James. However, however, I have a soft spot in my heart. Yesterday I was watching, and, you know, it kind of— you knew what was going to happen. There were some theatrics there, but nonetheless, the moment did pass. Four seconds separating shot clock and game clock. Westbrook looking for James. He's got it. Coming to the end of the third quarter. LeBron James, a shot in history. I think those of us that remember or that are living in the moment and we have such a strong feeling towards LeBron, a negative one at that, we tend to forget about young LeBron James. Monday, I was sitting inside of Peace Pizza right there in Wicker Park. And they're playing like, you know, LeBron's top 20 game-winning shots. And then they had like his top 20 dunks. And you really you really forget and think back to how long this dude's been playing in the league and and how, how good he was, you know, we think he's good now. We, we not, damn, I did say we. All right, you, you know how I feel. We want to see him lose. I never want to see him win a championship again. But you think, I think back and I say to myself, man, there were some moments where I really enjoyed LeBron James playing specifically when he was playing for the Cavs the first time. And we were having this conversation amongst my friends, my 3 2 crew, and we were talking about how he scored 25 straight points in that one playoff series versus the Pistons. And I remember watching that game and being like, Damn, this dude is a real problem. Like, you know, you didn't know how his game was going to translate. But then at that moment, you just knew it was inevitable. But I think for me, because I had to look at my soul, sometimes you got to do that, guys, to really find the source of anger or hate. And for me, it was when he left Cleveland. 
I, I probably would have continued to like the guy even more if he would have stood in Cleveland and won the championship there. I think when he left, it kind of made me rub me the wrong way and then all the theatrics and stuff. And then, yeah, it just wasn't my kind of a thing. But, you know, the, the, the other issue is that people compare him to Jordan when it comes to the GOAT conversation. And LeBron James was asked if this particular record makes him just that. Uh, you know, I'm gonna let everybody else, uh, you know, decide who that is, or just talk about it. But it's great, it's great barbershop call, uh, talk. You oh know, for no, me, I, yeah. I want to hear you say listen, it, big fella. Listen, big fella, I, I, I want to hear you say it, Bron. Bron. Me personally, say it, bro. I, I, me personally, say it you with know, your I'm chest, always, Bron. I'm gonna take Bron. myself. I'm gonna take myself <laughs> against anybody that's ever played this game. Um, you know, but everyone's gonna have their favorite. Everyone's gonna, you know, decide who they who, who their favorite is. But um, I know what I've brought to the table. I know what I bring to the table every single night, and, and what I can. What I can do out on this floor, so um, you know, I always feel like I'm the best to ever play this oh. game. But you know, there's so many other great ones, and I'm happy to just be a part of their uh, part of their journey. It's got to be. I mean, like, if you Google LeBron haters right now, or just on Twitter or something like that, this is just it's trending. It's hard to have that. It's hard to have that argument. I mean, not hard to have the argument. Let me take that back. It's a really cool hill for him to stand on, and for the LeBron lovers to stand on. Hey, dude, you can say what you want. My man got the most points ever in NBA history longevity, lack of injuries, consistency. You can put all those things into that argument. And that's all the well. He's still not better than Jordan. <laughs> right. Number two. <laughs> we'll get. We'll talk about LeBron some more in a second. Uh, it's Gabe Ramirez here on 670 to score inside the trifecta. Number two, Bulls lose to the Memphis Grizzlies yesterday. It was kind of tough because, you know, as you were watching that game, you felt like maybe this could be a game. Caruso's back, inserted into the starting lineup. This is going to be one of those games where Zach Levine kind of takes over and Vooch does the same. And maybe you get a bad shooting night from the Grizzlies who haven't necessarily been playing well. But wasn't the case. Bulls fall 104 to 89. Um, and the Bulls were up 80 to 79 with eight minutes to go in the fourth quarter. And the momentum heavily in favor of the Bulls because they were down the entire game. But that was until Mr. Eight-Foot Tall himself, Jaron Jackson Jr., go green for all my MSU fans that are out there. I uh, takes a step behind the arc. And just breaks my heart. Jaron Jackson Jr. is going to launch another three. Back-to-back wow. threes for Jaron Jackson Jr. you got to be kidding me. Wow. He came in shooting 34%. Make, make back-to-back threes. Couldn't grab six rebounds, huh? You didn't hear about this, Leo. I, have, I, I bet a, a large sum of money on a parlay. Three of the four hit. The last one that didn't hit was Jaron Jackson getting six rebounds. No Steven Adams. You're, you're eight feet tall, and you couldn't grab six. You know how many you grabbed? Three. Three. Ooh, J- John Moran had six. Jaron Jackson Jr. had three. Anyway, after that three-pointer, Bulls, they ran into this rut. It was a four-minute scoring drought after that, shortly thereafter. Vooch hit a little layup after that. But maybe that's why Kendall Gill said that this was ultimately what doomed the Bulls. This would have been a great victory considering the game was in Memphis, and mm-hmm. Memphis is, is one of the top teams in the Western Conference. Uh, a very tough team, one of the brightest young stars in the NBA. Um, however, we just didn't have enough at the end to win it. And the shot selection in the fourth quarter, I, Four. I mean, I, the shot selection killed us. It's tough. It's tough, man. I was talking about this yesterday where it, it the Bulls can't create a four-quarter rhythm. I know that sounds odd, right, but where a, a, a game has a flow to it and the flow is not – the Bulls are up by 20. The opponent is then up by 20. Then the Bulls are up by 20. That can be the flow, right? Just a consistent flow to the game. Who's scoring? Roles defined. That seems to be the case. So when the fourth quarter comes, especially when DeMar is not there, and you're really looking for a bucket, you know, I heard some people saying, you know, Zach wasn't 
wasn't aggressive enough or maybe he, he didn't necessarily want to go up against Dylan Brooks. I didn't think that was the case at all. If anything, I thought he was forcing it and just creating turnovers as he was trying to get rid of the ball while he was up in the air. Ah, either way, man, I'm just I'm bummed out about this game. More bummed out about my the fact that my parlay didn't hit. That's the real reason. Number one. All right, number one. Again, these are in no particular order. And speaking of the Bulls, we get to talk about a legend, Scottie Pippen himself. And did you hear about him saying that he thinks Chicagoans cheer for certain Milwaukee teams? Seems odd to me. It's Pip, like, what's going on, man? He was talking to the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, and he said, I've always felt very good about the fan base here. They've always been supportive. I think that's been vice versa. I'm sure Chicago fans have cheered for the Bucks and for Giannis as well as for the Packers. It's like a family here to me. <laughs> Baba. The black sheep family. I don't know where you're like, what? What are you talking about? I mean, what what could you possibly be talking about that? And Pip. And then so I said to myself, okay, wait, maybe, you know, because back in the 90s, the Bulls didn't live in the city, right? They're not living in West Loop in some nice building or something like that, South Loop. They're all living by Deerfield. So I are up north. So I, I looked and it, of course he was in Highland Park. Highland Park, 60 miles from Milwaukee. It, they're all, they all got summer homes there. You know, they're doing that whole thing. So you were talking to the wrong group of people, Scotty. That's why. So you were embraced by a different brand. But I assure you that the average Chicago Bear fan is not out here rooting for the Packers. Leo, you a Bears fan? I am. And there are, like, there are people from Illinois that cheer for the Packers. But sure. Those are people that want to be different, that want to, yeah. like, have something to prove. Losers, like, yeah. Your average Chicago yeah. person, they're not cheering for the Packers. You have no idea how upsetting it is when you're just walking around the city and maybe, like, you know, you went to CPS like I did and you see somebody wearing a Packers jersey and you're like, dude, what? Yeah. Like, did you hate your dad? Right. Did your dad abandon you when you, when you, you were... trying to get back at <laughs> Is that what happened? Huh? Your dad left you at a very young age. All right. There, and that is your trifecta, ladies and gentlemen. Right That's here. A magic on 670, the score. Again, I am Gabe Ramirez, hanging out with you guys. And then, uh, don't forget, 715, Deep Hall Basketball, going to be kicking off right here on 670, the score. Make sure you guys are tuned in for that. And I want to say shout out to everybody that's listening on the Odyssey app. Got to make sure you download that. Some really cool things going on over there. Like, there are some, like, if you just download the Odyssey app and you listen to certain stations, you are then entered to win prizes. How, how sick is that? And so, so think about that. Um, with the Odyssey app and specifically for 670, the score, you get access to all the show's podcast versions. I think that's really cool. If you miss on some of your favorites, Mully and Hall, Bernstein and Holmes, Parkinson Spiegel, myself at night. If you miss anything, uh, it's always on the Odyssey app. So you guys got to make sure you download that. And, of course, got to shout out the HD2 crew, WBMX HD2, listening on the 104.3 HD channel. Shout out to you guys for doing that as well, all right? Um, Bulls game. Bulls game was rough, man. It was, it was rough to watch because you're sitting there looking at the first quarter, and it's 26 to 14 after one. And you're thinking to yourself, what is going on? The amount of turnovers, and I get it. Back to back, I understand. But it's not like they played a – you know, I don't want to say that because after I play basketball, just like – at export or something, the very next day I'm like, babe, where's the Tylenol? My leg hurts. So, you know, these guys obviously in optimal optimal condition, but still, back-to-backs is a thing. And so the first quarter, it seems like they couldn't really get a, a groove going, and job wasn't even going crazy in the first quarter. And then the second, you know, went on, and just, again, it seemed like as though they couldn't really find a rhythm. And there were some, some, some good things. I mean, Vooch, obviously, 28 and 17. For all my Vooch haters out there, just take a second, just a second, and like let that stat line sink in. 28, 17, and six assists, along with three steals, because he was everywhere. But 
Vooch is that dude. I say it all the time. I think he should be the secondary option offensively on this team because he can. And I understand a lot of his shots were because DeMar wasn't there. He took 26 shots to Zach Levine's 13. That's wild. But Zach Levine got to the free throw line a ton. Oddly missed a bunch of free throws. That one kind of threw me off. Seven missed free throws for Zach Levine. So so that was a tough Bulls loss. Not something that they want to necessarily experience. But I felt like that, that could have been one that they maybe fought through. You saw Andre Drummond trying to have a back-to-back star-studded game. That didn't necessarily work out. Io was putting in work, just being hyper-aggressive, which I really enjoyed watching. That was fun to watch. And then Pat Will. I swear, every game, Pat Will tries to dunk on somebody. If you really watch this, like, he does not care anymore. And I love watching it. Now, I will say he has not been successful. He has, like, a couple dunks on people, but there's been some others that just, like, hit the back of the rim. Last night, he ended up getting blocked uh, by Santi Adama one time at the rim as well. So that was tough. But, geez, John Morant, as Bulls fans, we know what that is. It's baby baby Derrick Rose. We know what that is. A healthy Derrick Rose, I should say. Jaron Jackson Jr., what a sucker. Three rebounds. Bro. Bro, I could have, I could have, this would have been a happy show today if Jaron Jackson Jr. would have did that. Then I came in and I wanted Dylan Brooks, I wanted Dylan Brooks to make one three-pointer. He went one for six yesterday. Literally clutching my pearls the entire game with sweating that one out. Either way, Bulls, big couple of days coming up. Just a big reminder, Friday, Arturis Carnisovis. I always say Carnisovis, but when you actually talk to the, like, like Sam Smith, or Mark Shanowski, guys that are like close to the team and they say it that way, then you're like, ah, let me stop sounding like, like I don't know what I'm talking about. So Carnisivus, I call him AK because I don't want no problems. He will be on this radio station, 670 to score with Mully and Hall. That'll happen Friday at 8 o'clock. Make sure you guys are listening for that. Why is that important? Because it's the day after the trade deadline. Trade deadline tomorrow. So it's going to be an interesting one. They'll be able to pick his brain, what his thoughts were leading up to the trade line, what his thoughts were about any moves that he potentially made. And we want to make sure that we're going ahead and locking that in to listen to that, all right? Um, but I want to, I want to on the other side, again, hanging out till 7.15 today. On the other side, I do want to ask a question about LeBron. I want to continue this conversation. There are some haters out there, some national haters. I want to play some audio from them. Like, what can they possibly be saying right now about LeBron James? But my question to you, you specifically, LeBron James, whether you love Jordan or not, he's got to be in your top two, right? And if he's in your top two, which I assume he is, is he number two? Or is he number one? 312-644-6767. We're going to go to open up the lines. Leo, you cool with that? You want to put the lines there? All right, so... I want to hear from you. 312-644-6767. LeBron James, obviously an incredible accomplishment. And in his body of work, I'm assuming he's in your top two now. But is he number two? Or now is he number one? We'll take your calls after the break. I'll give you my thoughts as well. Again, it's Gabe Ramirez right here on 670. The score, 312-644-6767.
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the US and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score. You got people who call people like myself and others LeBron hater. I ain't got a negative bone in my body for LeBron. He's phenomenal. As a role model, as a player, as a person, the whole bit. To me, he just ain't MJ. The society <laughs> that we're living in, we all have to make a contribution towards stopping this Yeah. There's yeah. been tens of thousands <laughs> of players in NBA history. Yeah. I have you number two all time. Mm. Stephen A in his fields right there. And that I, that is really what I want to ask you guys. Just like, has your have your thoughts changed about LeBron James? Maybe over the years, or now that he's broken the scoring record from Kareem. And you know, the phone lines are open. I'm 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 here for the discussion. I'm here for the debate. Three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. It's Gabe Ramirez here on six seventy the score. And I think that you know, there's an appreciation for LeBron. Like you're a fool. If, if if you're the Bulls fan, or excuse me, if you're just the ba- basketball fan that's like, oh, LeBron's trash. If you're that guy, if you're the, I'm a Cubs fan, and I just hate the Sox for no reason, and I also hate LeBron for no reason, you know, I, I just, it'll never change. You got to have a little bit of, like, 
NBA IQ to then say LeBron is really, really good. And I get that. And you don't, and in that same token, you don't have to say that he's better than Jordan, but you can appreciate other players. You can appreciate other people and what they bring to the game. You watch Luka, you think he's awesome, but you don't necessarily have to say that he's better than Jordan, right? Same thing with LeBron. Here's J.J. Reddick, because a lot of people were trashing on LeBron, and J.J. likes to work in facts and likes to you know talk about the statistics, and obviously anyone who's making the argument of Jordan over LeBron is not looking at, you know, how many two-pointers LeBron has made, right? Nobody's using that statistic. But he brings up some good points, J.J. Reddick does, when talking about LeBron. Take a listen to this. It's really interesting. I, so just... I just want to point a couple things out. So LeBron James, we can talk about his longevity, and that's part of the reason he's breaking this record. He's got the fifth highest career scoring average all time in the NBA. Jordan is first, 30.1. Wilt just behind him, 30.07. The next three, Elgin Baylor, Kevin Durant, LeBron James. LeBron is .06 points Per, behind Kevin Durant and .14 points behind Elgin Baylor. So he's essentially one of the three greatest all-time scorers by scoring average. By scoring average. Yep. This is not a, just a longevity thing. Better career shooting percentage from two than Kevin Durant. Better than Jordan. Ninth all-time in threes. On top of that, he's fourth all-time in assists. Yeah. I, I just the constant narrative about nitpicking things with LeBron, most of them are just not factual. LeBron James is not clutch, right? That's another thing that people bring up all the time. True. Remember early he in just, his career, he, he would just, just keep, make the right play and kick to his teammates he when he was double teams? These, he just keeps breaking these narratives one by one. Play-by-play tracking era started in 1996-1997 season. LeBron James has the most clutch time points ever. Got over 2,600. The only other player with over 2,000 clutch time points is Kobe. LeBron James, second most game tying or game winning shots inside the final minute of fourth, the fourth quarter overtime. Kobe is number one. They're the only two guys that have more than 80. Kobe has 88. LeBron has 81. LeBron James has five game winning buzzer beaters in the playoffs, the most ever in NBA history. I don't know where people are coming up with these. LeBron James, is he an all-time great scorer? No, he is the all-time greatest scorer. Yeah. JJ Redick right there on his podcast talking about LeBron James, trying to bring those stats into it. And I think, listen, you can watch a game and sometimes, sometimes the guy with the most points isn't the best overall player on, you know, on the court or the guy that you would take first, like Reggie Miller, right? He's putting up 30, but he's got one assist and one rebound, right? And I'm more so trying to say, like, there are arguments to be made why you would prefer other people. But I I'm, I got to be honest, I'm extremely curious to talk to those that, that favor Le, LeBron over Jordan. Just, you know, hey, hey, I'm not here to hate on you. I'm here to tell you you're wrong, but I'm, I'm not here to hate on you. Let's go to the phones, 312-644-6767. Let's go to David on the west side. Dave. So you think LeBron is the, is the best player, but you think he's a, it's a particular type of player that he's the best at, right? Uh, I wouldn't say best because he's always had people within his era be able to defeat him. Okay, so then what do you think about LeBron? 
I mean, he's the greatest role player ever. Ah, that's what I was saying. Okay, okay, okay. The greatest role player ever. I mean, again, I, Dave, I think back to when he first got in the league and he was handling the Pistons, a team that just won some championships. And you saw him playing and he looked like a goon. I mean, he looked like a guy that would just utterly dominate teams. And then for some, for one reason or another, people kind of lost that narrative because he teamed up, you know, in Miami with Wade and Bosch, and people kind of, you know, took that away from him. He's still dominating. He's still doing his thing. It just, well, that's that's another. That's what I'm trying to say. He let greats in his era beat him, like Dirk. He let Tim Duncan and Kawhi get an MVP over him. You know, yeah. I mean, if he's the greatest, Michael would have never had had that. Yeah, I, I, I heard that. I heard that. I heard that argument on the on the internet. I heard somebody saying that. How other greats, you know, were in the league. How can you be the greatest if you if you let other people in your era beat you? And I, I understand that. I understand that. Ten times in the championship is crazy. A four and six record is wild. First of all, to me, it's so difficult to get to the championship. But what? But the same video, Dave, that you were watching, the right, the next one on the screen was that LeBron during that time making it to the championship. All those times they were calling it the Eastern Conference because the East was so bad. I guess the counter argument to that is people were avoiding LeBron James in those moments, right? It's Kay Ramirez here on 670 The Score. I mean, you got to – it's a tough conversation to have in Chicago when you're talking about LeBron James. I just think it's the personality. Like, I can point clearly to the foul on Jason Tatum while he was going to the rack and where Jason Tatum hit him on the arm. And we're not talking about early in his career when he was young. We're talking about a grown-ass man that's in his late 30s crying on the corner of, uh, of the floor. I asked Sam Smith about it. Bulls, Bulls legend, not Bulls player, but Bulls the guy that covers the Bulls, Sam Smith, and he said it's, it's ridiculous. I agree with it wholeheartedly. Nah, I don't want to. I don't want to keep crapping on. Let's talk to some fans out there. Let's go to Todd. And uh, Todd, let's talk to uh, you out in Dwight, Illinois. So you think that Michael Jordan is not number one? No, but I'm with you. Jordan is better than LeBron. I'll make two quick arguments. And by the way, I love your positivity, and sometimes I get down on you because I think you're too much of a homer in the present. But, Gabe, spread your love for they won six championships. You go all in, man. That's fine. you got to accomplish it. But I respect you, and I wish I was more like you. As a Sox fan, I'm just drilled to be negative. But anyway, Jordan's so much better than LeBron. It's just a stupid argument because – you could you could literally hand check and body slam guys when Jordan played. You can't touch him. Now they'll say Jordan got a lot of calls and hand ones. True, he did get the superstar treatment, but every basket he scored, he had a hand in the middle of his back and a hand on his thigh. Jordan was ten times the winner. He was a ten times scoring champion. LeBron was one, so that's it. The best player ever, though. And I'm going to throw some history at you. I'm a history teacher. I'm an old man. You're young. <laughs> Will Chamberlain is the best player to ever play. Dude averaged 50 points a game in a season and 20 rebounds. Think about that. If you held into 42, you're high-fiving the guy saying, man, we did a good job tonight. (laughs) After that year, they said he shot too much. He announced to the league, he said, fine, I will lead the league, the NBA, in assists. And guess what? The following year, he led the league in assists. I'm not done yet. You know why you have to wait for the ball to hit the rim when you shoot a free throw? Everybody made a big deal when Jordan had that famous dunk from the free throw line. Wilt did it every time with one step. That's why you have to let the ball. <laughs> All this is true. Look it up. I believe and then you. For the Mike, 
I love Mully, okay, but Mully will say he didn't play against anybody. There were only 12 teams in the league for the majority of his career. Listen to the centers he went up with uh, every night. Dave Cowens, Kareem Jabbar, Bill Russell, Nate Thurman, Wes Unseld. Don't come at me saying he was going up against the Hall of Famer every night. And again, dude averaged 50 a game. All right, Gabe. Love you, man. I appreciate you, Todd. And I'll, I'll try to continue to sprinkle my positivity all over you, all right? Because that's what we need, man. Work hard, be good. That's the crew that we want to be a part of here, especially on 670, the score, all right? Um, but but you make some great points. I mean, obviously, you know, when you're looking at points per game, you can look at Will. When you're talking about dominance in, in the league at a given moment, granted, Will Chamberlain, you know, obviously embodies that fully. And there's no doubting that right there. So, but I do like it. Uh, Will, Jordan, and LeBron. Let's go back out to the phone lines. 312 644 67, 67. Let's go talk to Jake out in Rockford. So LeBron James is in your top two, but is he number two or is he number one? He is not in my top two, Ooh. not in the least. <laughs> I like this. I, I'm gonna, Gabe, I'm going to tell you why, man. I think you can look at it in just about any sport. People get so wrapped up in stats. Are stats important? Absolutely. Yes, they are. But when you, you got to break down certain stats, right? I, if you blinded someone that didn't know anything about, like someone for 100 years in the future from now, and they didn't know Tom Brady or LeBron James, Michael Jordan, and you said, listen, you have player A that has won seven Super Bowls. Now, there's guys with better stats than him, but this guy is a winner, and he will not settle for less. Yeah, he lost some. Of course he did. But he had seven rings. Michael Jordan, you know, he didn't come straight out of high school. He played college. He had to take a few years off when the stuff happened with his dad. And he still was 6-0 in the finals with six finals MVPs. I think they're going to look at that and then be like, well, what about other the other guy, LeBron James? Well, he lost six times in the finals. Well, that's still pretty good to get there. I mean, I'm not taking that away from him. But I am always, always going to take the winner – Versus a guy with some stats. LeBron is just a freak athleticism. I mean, you can't take it away because he's a rare body size with rare athleticism. So it drives one thing that drives me nuts, Gabe, is when people start, well, he had more rebounds. Well, my God, <laughs> shouldn't he? Shouldn't he right, have right. if you put Jordan and uh, LeBron side by side? You know, so this is what I want to say real quick, and I'll let it go. I mean, the rules that they took away, the defensive rules they took away when LeBron came into the league, because this is kind of how I feel. They saw the league was declining. It was getting worse and worse. Ratings were dropping. They're like, man, we have to do something. So they seen LeBron coming out. They knew his potential. Let's take away the hand check rule. Let's take away all these defensive rules. If Imagine just Let's just go with just the hand check rule alone. If that wasn't there when Jordan was playing, this might be the homer in me, but I think easily, easily he could have averaged 8 to 10 more points a game. And then if you put him in LeBron's era, you, I've even heard plenty of people that aren't even like the biggest Jordan fans ever say Jordan easily could have averaged 10 more points than he did in this era. I just, to me, Gabe, I, I don't know, man. It, for me, he's got to get better than Wilt and even Kobe. I know Kobe's kind of like people have put LeBron above Kobe. I never will. He's got to get better than those two before you even think about starting to put him in the conversation with Jordan. Yeah, I'm always yeah. going to take the winner I, over a stat guy, I, I, uh, I, Gabe. I hear you, man, and thanks for the call, Jay, because you bring up some great points, right? I mean, because you're absolutely right. You know, when you talk about 
when people mention that Jordan would average more points in this NBA, right? People, oh, the NBA is different. You just simply have to look at the free throws. Go back to Donovan Mitchell's 70-point game versus the Bulls. Shot the free th- he shot the ball from the free throw line like damn near almost 30 times. And when you're looking at any of these NBA players, Zach Levine last night, 17 times from the free throw line. You don't think – look at DeMar DeRozan. Just look at DeMar DeRozan. Look how many free throws he shoots. How many times he pump fakes guys and gets them to, and you can't even be in his space. Even us as Bulls fans, we're like, damn, that wasn't a foul. <laughs> what, where was the foul? And like, oh, they, they, you know, he had a force field around him, and they didn't like. Imagine how many times Jordan would shoot a free throw. If, if Jordan would shoot free throws if that were the case. So yes, I agree wholeheartedly that Jordan would average forty simply because, like you mentioned, Dwight, or that sorry, that you would put an extra ten on there. The other thing that you, you talked about in terms of st- statistics that I really enjoyed, Kareem was the all-time leader in points. How many t- times would his name get thrown into the greatest com- or greatest conversation? Even on the text line, people that are saying, you know, Bill Russell, they have LeBron, they have LeBron, uh, Larry Bird in there, they have, you know, a lot of guys in the. You know what he's saying, Kareem, and he 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 was all time points leader right there. I think with most Jordan fans, right, I think what they're saying more so than anything else is this, and I want this to be very clear to the LeBron lovers out there. If we were on a playground. We were all kids. And I got first pick. I'm picking Michael Jordan. Like, you want to know why? Because my team is then going to win. That's it. That's the argument. You don't, you don't have Jordan and, and Wilt. Maybe Shaq, because you might really, really win with a prime Shaq. But... If Jordan and LeBron, and I got first pick, and there's like you know people behind them, Tim Duncan and Kobe and all that. No, your first pick if you're on the playground, without a doubt, every single time is Michael Jordan, and it should be. Now my second pick, yeah, I'll be yeah, sure, I'll get LeBron, maybe third because I might pick Shaq first, then LeBron, so he could be like a good facilitator. Now I'm just being a hater. LeBron, what do you got to say about all the haters that are out there? Does it bother you that so many people? Are happy to see you fail? Absolutely not. <laughs> at the end of the day, um, all the people that was rooting on me to fail, um, you know, at the end of the day, they got to wake up tomorrow, have the same life that they had um, before they woke up today. You know, they got the same personal problems that they had <laughs> today. That's great. I love that. That's such a troll job. LeBron, what are you going to say the haters? Eh, I'm rich. I mean, they got a crappy life. I know this for a fact. They got to deal with their baby mama drama. Not worried about that. So like all of us right now, like I, I literally have to go home and deal with my wife and my, not deal, excuse me. I have to participate in family life with my wife and my kids. And sometimes it's not necessarily the best. LeBron knows that. So he's calling me out on it. Hey, Gabe, you can say what you want about me. You can pick me second on the basketball court if you want, Gabe. But you still got to pay your rent on the first. <laughs> me, it just, everything's paid for in my life. Ah, let's take one more call. Let's go to... Oh, wait. I think I might know this guy. Let's go to Ed on the south side. Ed, what's going on? Is this my Ed? Is this my, my Ed? My family, Ed? Yes, it is. Love you and love your show. What's going on? If it's 10, if it's 10 seconds left in the game, who are you picking? 100% Michael of the time. LeBron James. Ed, this is not even a question. 100% of the time. <laughs> it's just it's like... 100,000% of the time. And I can't remember one time that I ran home to watch LeBron James play. <laughs> <laughs> right. Now, those of you that don't know that, that are listening right now, 
And I know I'm a Chicago fan. Michael no. Jordan can't can't miss no none of his games. I catch LeBron on Sports Center. Right. <laughs> you you watch LeBron and he might end up, you know, he might get you like a little eight rebounds, seven assists, and you know, nineteen points. Quiet nineteen points. You know, on a given night, you're not necessarily sure. And that's if he plays, Ed. That's if he plays. He and might not, take he might take a night off right. for road management. Right. <laughs> and not only that, I take Kobe number two mm. if I need if it's ten seconds left in the game. Yeah. So, now we're really there putting it is. now we're really putting salt on LeBron on LeBron's name right now. But I like it though. I like it because you know what? That's what we do here in Chicago. Ed, I love you, man. I'm glad you called in. It's good to hear from love you. Love you too, Gabe. All take right. care. For those of you that don't know, Ed. And my dad used to play basketball all the time together. They grew up together. They grew up on the right by uh, right by Wrigley over there up north. And so they used to play ball a lot uh, together. So I know Ed from back in the day, just growing up and seeing my dad. You know, those were one of his guys that he played basketball with. So you would always hear those Jordan conversations back then growing up. So I can only imagine, you know, the Facebook groups they're in right now talking about and hating on LeBron James. But you know what? You do have to tip your cap to him. Um, it takes a lot of effort and a lot of consistency to put up that many points in the NBA, regardless of who you are. And if you are a Bulls fan, you know he's he's broken our hearts quite a few times, not only in regular season games, but in playoffs as well. So, again, you got to tip your cap to the villain, even though, you know, you don't necessarily agree with what he's talking about. All right, uh, on the other side, uh, we are going to talk a little bit more about uh, the rumor mills, what's going on. Obviously, the NBA trade line, trade deadline approaching. And, of course, people are saying a ton of stuff about the Bears as well. Um, so what direction are these teams headed in? Uh, we'll discuss on the other side. It's Gabe Ramirez right here on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score. Broadcasting live from the Score Hyundai Studios brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. It is Gabe Ramirez here on 670 The Score. Taking you all the way up to 715 DePaul Basketball. Paul going up against Villanova today. Since they beat Xavier back in the middle of January 18th, they've lost five straight, so they're trying to bounce back from that. So make sure you guys check that one out again here on 670 The Score. You hear the, you hear the sweet little tunes in the background. Mm. This is this is making me feel good right now. I don't want to hit that falsetto on you guys. Of course, we're talking about the rumor mills. The grapevine. Not only in the NBA, but also in the NFL. I went to the... Nope, I'm not going to sidetrack. But I'll just say I went to the Motown Museum in Detroit. Really good. You got to check it out. All right. So, first rumor that's going on right now. Obviously, the big big, uh, trade from the NBA is the Kyrie Irving to the Mavericks. That was a huge one. Everyone was big on that. I loved hearing Mark Cuban's reasoning as to why he wanted Kyrie on the team. First of all, he doesn't care. He's a billionaire. Just blow it up if it doesn't happen. Figure something else out. But he did say he's excited to have the best backcourt in the NBA. Says that Luka Doncic is the best ball handler in the NBA, and Kyrie is the second best ball handler. So he's excited to see what that duo can do in the background. So that's going to be a good one. The latest is a trade involving the Los Angeles Lakers. If you watched the game yesterday, I mean, you can say what you want about LeBron, but the team's not very good. And Lakers, the Jazz... And the Timberwolves are in a discussion for a three-team deal. And the pieces at the center of it, D'Angelo Russell from the T-Wolves will head on over to the Lakers. Which you could understand that. You got Anthony Edwards. You don't need anybody else to, to take shots away from him. Russell Westbrook, 
and draft compensation will head over to the Utah Jazz. I can understand that. And Mike Conley would head over to Minnesota to be more of a pure point guard for that team. And obviously, he and Rudy Gobert have a relationship. So that might make their team a little bit better once they get Carl Anthony Towns back to kind of fit in with Anthony Edwards to make that stretch run. That'll be an interesting one. I'm excited to see what's going to to happen with the trade deadline, especially with these Chicago Bulls. Put the the volume up a little bit. I, I wish I heard something through the grapevine. I wish I knew what was happening. Because that's what we might be telling Vooch and Damar. How much longer will you be mine? And I heard through the grapevine that none of those guys are leaving. <laughs> that's, that's what the grapevine is saying. That AK is going to stand pat. Doesn't necessarily see enough in return for these guys. And that makes sense. I mean, what you going to do? Because it's either like bl- you can't blow it up the way that people think like you're going to blow it up. Like tank for Victor Wembanyama or Scoot Sco- Sco- Henderson. You're not going to do those things. So then what's left? You're still going to have a team like last night that can compete, that can be middle of the road. And then that 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 does nothing for you if you trade away Vooch or you trade away Zach and you end up with the 15th pick in the draft. That does you no good. So then what's the best alternative? Cross your fingers and hope that blank could work out. That's where the Bulls are at right now. You got to – and it's, it's so frustrating because it sounds so much like the White Sox. Where the Bulls – essentially are just waiting for their own players to get better. And that's what you would always hear from them. Oh, we're just waiting for some guys to get back. It's going to be like an addition. It's going to be like we made a trade. We get we get our guys back. And I'm not, I'm not even talking about Lonzo Ball. I'm talking about, you know, Javante Green. I'm talking about Alex Caruso being healthy consistently. I'm talking about, you know, Pat Will playing a little bit better like he's been doing. I'm talking about Kobe White continuing to play at the high level that he's been playing at. Those guys that are in the roster already – Cross my fingers and hope they figure it out. But there's some other teams that are out there trying to make some moves. Denver Nuggets looking for some help. Knicks trying to secure their spot in the playoffs. The Suns, man, how do you feel if you're Chris Paul and you hear the rumor that you were about to be traded for Kyrie Irving? That's got to suck. And then you're Russell Westbrook and you have an argument with your coach at halftime and then people are like, you know what? If the Nets can get rid of Kyrie Irving, like, this I think we could do the same for Russell Westbrook but if he goes to the Utah Jazz that's going to be dangerous 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 to the point dangerous for for Danny Ainge because then that means they're probably going to make the playoffs and that's not where they want to be at right now they want to be in the Victor Wembanyama sweepstakes so that'd be tough it's Gabe Ramirez here on 670 the score again leading you into deep ball basketball at 715 just going through the grapevine a little bit on the football side of things, Brandon Segru, he wrote a great article uh, for BearsWire.com. And he talked about four veteran wide receivers who could become cap casualties that might interest the Bears. I thought this was fun. Because, guys, if you're listening, and girls, and women, I'm all about solutions, not problems. Talk about this all the time. Two things I say often. Work hard, be good. Solutions, not problems. Don't go to your boss like, boss, this is the problem. No, don't do that. Don't be that employee. Boss, here's the problem, but I found the solution. And then let him either use it as a building block or think that you're a damn genius. And Brandon Segru is a damn genius because he went and found out the answers to the Bears wide receiver problems or what could be the solutions for them, right? Because how many times are you arguing with your, with your friends in your group chat or you know whatever it might be, and, and everybody's just like, oh, dude, Bears need offensive line and wide receivers. That's a horrible argument. Give me some names, bro. 
Even if it's the same ones, give me something, anything. So what Brandon Segrew has done is grabbed four wide receivers who could become cap casualties. I love this. It's taking a shot, thinking it might happen. And if it does, hey, these are guys we could be looking at. I love that. Number one, Tyler Boyd. Cincinnati Bengals. You know they have their three-headed monster, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd. They got to pay Joe Burrow. And sometimes, you know, where you're your strongest, you then have to cut ties and go, you know, recalibrate, get somebody in the draft, a young guy that can fill that role. And so Tyler Boyd might be that dude. I love that. Yes. Number two, kind of love this guy even more. Adam Thielen. 32 years old, 70 catches, 716 yards last year. Minnesota, obviously, they have a ton of guys. They got K.J. Osborne. They got Justin Jefferson. They got T.J. Hawkinson. Dalvin Cook, Kirk Cousins. I mean, they have weapons already. And Adam Thielen, all he would be is a sure-handed guy for Justin Fields in the flat. Like, that's all you need him to be. More so than a Byron Pringle, I'd I'd prefer to throw it to Adam Thielen. I know Adam Thielen's always drafted in every fantasy football draft, not necessarily Byron Pringle. So Thielen sounds awesome. Tom Brady loved getting guys like that at the latter half of his career. Damn, his whole career, I should say. I love that. This guy wasn't necessarily a big fan of Robert Woods. Did well in did well for the Rams. Went over to Tennessee if you were to ask our boss, Ryan Porth, what he thinks of Robert Woods. Probably have to bleep out 90% of that statement. But still a, a formidable guy nonetheless. I mean, when you think about the talent that's out there, he's still capable. He's just not a big target. But Robert Woods. And then the fourth person on this uh, list that Brandon Segrew put up, veteran wide receivers that could be available, maybe could be cap casualties that the Bears could pick up. Not a likely one, but a, a good name nonetheless, Michael Thomas from the Saints. Now, you're saying to yourself, oh, dude, Michael Thomas is so old. He's 29. Kind of like Andre Drummond. Michael Thomas and Andre Drummond are the same. Where you think Andre Drummond is like 40 and he's 28. And then you think Michael Thomas, you're like, oh, dude, I've been watching him for a decade. Like, no, no, you haven't. You haven't been watching him since he was 19. You haven't. But he could be a cap casualty. They could be wanting to head in a different direction. Obviously, last year missed a lot of games due to injury. So if they were to let him go, you know, and the Bears were, I mean, that's a, the problem is this. Leo, I wonder if you feel the same way. Like, guys like that they're mentioning here, or even like a Keenan Allen that a lot of people are talking about as we're speaking of this rumor mill, these are injury-prone guys. And I don't know if Ryan Poles is in the market for some more hope. Hope is okay when you're dealing with a former first-round pick like a Nikhil Harry, Alex Leatherwood. That's okay. They're cut, low cost, you know, high potential output. But when you're thinking about guys that, you know, you know are good, but there's also a high probability that they're going to get injured, that's where things can get a little bit scary. So uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, what, what that happens. We're going to continue the Bears conversation uh, in just a little bit, man. I cannot get enough. And I can't. I literally, this is the most invested, and I'm sure you guys are probably the same, most invested I've been in the draft in a very long time. And I'm talking about, I never look at two-round mock drafts because I think they're stupid. It's like, dude, what are you doing? It's like you're at the casino trying to pick 60 people in a row. This is not, never going to happen. But my ass is there literally reading the bios of all, like number 46. I'm like, oh, my God. This linebacker from South Dakota State is a stud. (laughs) All right, we'll talk more about uh, this Bears team. And if you have any Bears thoughts, please feel free to text them in. We'll read them on the other side. It's Gabe Ramirez here on 670 The Score. Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score. Going to give you uh, my hot take on 
people taking pictures in, at big moments the way they did during LeBron's shot. I have something to say to the boomers that are out there. I'll get to that in just a second. It's Gabe Ramirez here on 670 The Score, leading you right into deep ball basketball. That starts at 715 right here on 670 The Score. The Blue Demons taking on Villanova. That game is going to be called by Zach Zabin, Dave Corzine right here. So make sure you guys are listening to that. We were talking about the rumor mills for both the Bulls and the Bears. Things that they could potentially be doing in free agency and also with the trade deadline looming for the Chicago Bulls. Don't forget, Friday, 8 o'clock, Mullion Hall. They're going to have A.K. Arturis Karnisavis on the show uh, answering all the questions surrounding the trade deadline that is happening tomorrow. So make sure you guys are listening at 8 a.m. Friday for that one. Let's go out to Matt and Aurora. So you have some things to contribute uh, to this conversation, but it has to do with how the Bears can be stronger via the draft, right? Yes, sir. Um, so, you know, and, and, and I know that you guys hate to have uh, calls prefaced this way, but uh, I am a, a Green Bay fan. But that, to be honest, that's hang up to on him. my call. Hang, hang up on him. Hang up on no, him. no, 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 I'm joking. I'm joking, man. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, I'll be honest. Every Super Bowl that I look at every year is always, it boils down to offensive and defensive line. Every year. I mean, it's always the, hey, the defense of this team's got a great pass rush, and the offensive line of this team's got a great pass protection, and, you know, all these different factors. So I guess uh, my biggest point would be I think that you guys having Ryan Poles uh, be a part of an offensive line in his NFL career is a huge asset to the team. Agreed. And the reason I say that is because I think that, he's going to be focusing on the trenches. And in my opinion, every Super Bowl we talk about, yeah, we got skill positions, we got quarterbacks, but those guys are only effective when you've got those other two pieces, you know, in line and, and, and drilled in and ready to go. Matt, let me ask you this because so, you are a Green Bay fan. Are you, yeah. are, you, are you worried that the Bears will get it right this offseason? 100%. 100%. It makes me sweaty, bro. And I'm already a sweaty guy. So it's not a good recipe for me. You know, in, in the summertime – I'm already sweating because of the weather. And now with the Bears being potentially yeah. a new weapon that i got to yeah. worry about with my quarterback, you know, going into a dark uh, isolation and doing drugs and being a nut job. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. Like I, me being a Packer fan, it's it's like I'm getting my rivalry back, which I appreciate. Yeah, you're uh, you're you're going to be swimming uphill for, the, for for a long time, buddy. I just wish that upon you now. Actually, you're a very nice dude, Matt, and I like that. I'm glad you called in. Feel free to do that anytime. But you bring up some great points, Matt. Oh, is Matt still there? Matt, you're talking about uh, this thing's the O line and D line is important in the, super, in the big game. The over under sitting at 50. You think that uh, these teams are going to put up a bunch of points? Uh, I'll be honest, no. Uh, I don't. Okay. Um, okay. I think the score is going to be a 21 24 game. I mm. think it's going to be a close duke out. I think it'll be entertaining, but I don't think it's going to be this 35 to 40 point game people, that people are expecting right, it to be. Everybody thinks it's going to be that. Yeah. All right, Matt, I appreciate it. Okay. So you bring up some other things, right? When you're talking about the O-line, obviously that's something the Bears fans look at that they think will be a uh, uh, an area of strength for the organization because their general manager is a former offensive lineman in the NFL. So he understands what it takes to be a high-quality athlete at those positions. So that is the the idea. And we saw it last year when he brought in a ton of bodies to compete for these offensive line positions. Now, granted, he didn't necessarily knock it out the park on any of these decisions, any of these guys. I guess you, know, you can say Braxton Jones was good. But, you know, he brought in a lot of bodies to create competition and really push push people. When he, he brought in the bodies that he could with the limited amount of time he had. 
And so now having an entire offseason, a, a year with a team, I, I do think he's going to do a much better job of bringing in higher quality, more talented pieces to fit into that space. All right, I got two minutes left. Three minutes maybe if I ask nicely for my producer, Leo Stoddard, to, to hold me down here. And this is something that I've been – it's, it's been in my group chats. It's been online. It's been talked about a lot today, and it is the fact that everyone had their phone out taking a picture of LeBron James in that moment. And the argument and conversation has been, why are because then they put it to the Jordan shot, game six versus the Utah Jazz. No one had a phone there, of course, because they, they weren't doing that in 98. But they were showing the difference in times, right, and how you can appreciate one another. Listen, Boomer. We are not idiots. We know how to hold the phone in one hand, hit record, and watch it with our eyes. Everyone that has a phone up at a concert or at a a sporting event isn't necessarily looking through the lens of the camera. This isn't 1999 where you have to stick your one eye into that little square box in order to see something on the other side. There's a big-ass screen we're looking at. You point it, you put it there, there's wide view, there's panoramic view. Listen, and then the other argument is that why are you not living in the moment? Why are because for the same reason that you get advertisements in your in your Instagram feeds and your Twitter feeds, like everyone has their own social circle. And there's only twenty thousand people in that building. And all twenty thousand of those people don't all they're not all friends. So each one of them has their own social circle. So of course you want to put out there. That's currency. In our world, my millennial world, and the the generations that follow me, that's currency. So I understand you're hating on it. Do understand that it's okay because we view that in a different way. Yes, I'm enjoying the concert. Yes, I'm fist pumping with my right hand and I'm holding the damn camera with my left. You want to know why? Because I am going to edit something together that is beautiful. And you, you don't see that. We, as younger people, we understand what it's like to edit something together. We can see that vision in our head. So while LeBron James is making that shot, somebody's about to make a beautiful video off of that. But they're still watching it and still enjoying it. You can do two things at once. And us young people, boomers, guess what? We've, we, found out the, we found the ability and, and we know how to do those kinds of things. So that's all I wanted to say, because no one's talking about that. No one's arguing the other side. Everybody's like, oh, bro, people ain't even paying attention. Yes, they are. Do you, do you not take videos because you don't know how to do it? All right, I'm off my soapbox. It's been fun today, guys. <laughs> Hit me with some wrap-up music, Leo. <sighs> don't forget, Bulls take on the Brooklyn Nets tomorrow. That'll be right here on 670 The Score as well. Right after the trade deadline. So we'll see if some people... Some, some people were saying DeMar didn't play yesterday because he's on the trading block. Ah, I didn't think about that, did you? All right, Deepaw Basketball is up next. They're taking on Villanova. Zach Zabe and Dave Corzine have the call. Make sure you guys hang out with them. Next time you see me because of the Bulls game tomorrow will be Friday. Right here on 670 The Score. I'll be taking care of you guys. Make sure you follow me, man, on Twitter. If you got something to say about what I was talking about tonight, Chicago underscore Gabe. All right, make sure you guys give me a follow. I'll make sure to follow you back. All right, mi gente, my people. Hasta la próxima. Until next time, I am Gabe Ramirez, and this is Chicago Sports Radio 670 to score. 
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.